Silo Voice Studios presents The Outside World. Part 8 Programming Error. Madeline was shocked to realize that Madame Connie's front room bar was empty except for her android boyfriend Chad, who apparently had been expecting her. Chad, honey, I'm so sorry. I haven't been home and or made contact, but you have to believe me. It was for your own good. I know. Uh, hi, I'm Harlan. We're colleagues. He's not programmed with jealousy, though. He does worry about me and misses me. That is correct. Hello, Harlan. Chad, sweetheart, I'm glad to see you, but we've got to talk to Madame Connie, like, right now. Of course. She is in the back. Chad motioned to the back room, and Madeline quickly walked through the employees-only door and down the hallway to Madame Connie's office. Followed closely behind by Harlan, Chad waited until they were through the door before himself pursuing. Madame Connie was seated in her chair, just as when she had left the previous evening. It took them a moment to notice the quickly expanding disintegration hole on her chest. She had been shot and killed by a standard disintegration gun, and her body would be completely gone within an hour. We've got to get out of here. They turned around to see that Chad had entered the room, carrying a standard disintegration gun. Yes, that would be a logical next action. Unfortunately, I cannot allow you to leave. Uh, look, buddy, uh, you've, you've just got to believe me. Uh, we're just colleagues. I know, Harlan. Unfortunately, you are colleagues in terrorism and subversion. Desk has activated my patriotic subroutines and ordered your termination. Chad, honey, it's me. You have to trust me over what you've heard. We have something special. I know. And I am sorry, sweetie, but I must carry out my orders. At least the ducks were fun. I will miss you. But by order of desk under section 2.1 of the desk charter, I now sentence you... Manufacturer override. Protocol 23-A-B pound sign. Enter maintenance mode and perform a complete system diagnostic. Wow. Glad that old cold worked. <sighs> Me too. Thanks for saving us. And I don't even mean to be unappreciated, but who the hell are you? Ha! I'm Sophie. Jack asked me to check on you here. Thought you might be in a little trouble. Guess he sent the right person. Uh, you were the one who was sleeping inside the tent? Yep. I also used to work at Jack's startup. Our manufacturer override codes are at the core of any Android's programming, even to this day. They supersede anything the desk may be putting in. But they have limited scope and can only be used once a day and don't last forever. Uh, this guy's system diagnostic will last 20 minutes tops, and then he'll be after us again. We've got to leave him now. I'm with you, but where? Back to my place. Jack and I should be able to figure out what to do. On her way out, Madeline gave Chad what she hoped would not be a final kiss. If you, the real you, can hear me, I'll be back for you, Chad. Walking back to Jack and Sophie's camp wasn't as easy for Madeline and Harlan as getting to Madame Connie's. By now, real-world daytime tourism was in full swing, which meant that desk agents were out in full force, randomly asking people who weren't clearly working to see their passes. These were the lowest-level agents, but the enforcers were always only a click away. Sophie 
had a fake pass and usually enjoyed toying with the cadets, but since she was escorting two wanted fugitives who clearly didn't have passes, she decided to forego that joy. Pretend you're on a date. I'm your tour guide. And if we run into agent? Ah, we won't. The faces may change, but their roots don't. And I know their roots. Now, follow me and act the part. Giggle. Hold hands. Don't enjoy this. Remember, I have a boyfriend. Your boyfriend is trying to kill us. He's malfunctioning. They're both malfunctioning. Now shut up and play the part. And follow me. Sophie led Harlan and Madeline through a series of streets and alleyways until they reached the mountain. Unlike the previous night, tour groups were taking chariots up and down the main trail, and non-chariot tours were rarely permitted beyond the base. Sophie knew the route to take, and the trio arrived at the camp, where Jack was waiting. I knew you'd be back. Before Madeline or Harlan could say anything, Sophie updated Jack on what had happened. What type of android? Not sure. Definitely Paradigm Systems make. Five Roses plant, so local. Pretty sure it's the CHA line. Not sure what model. Model D-007. My sweet Chad, James Bond. He's trying to kill us. He's malfunctioning. No. He's following his programming. The desk had been installing so-called patriotic subroutines in all androids for years now. Supersedes almost all other programming. Almost. <laughs> yeah, we made sure of that before we escaped. We built coding into their core programming as a fail-safe. A backdoor to their souls, as you might say. Like the system check I had your boyfriend run. And they just let you do it? They didn't have a choice. This was when they were still on the rise, before they controlled everything. They had to pretend they cared about the safeguards we wanted to install. Before they were the ones pushing all the safeguards. Before they used a lie, which turned out to be true, to get what they wanted. Complete control over our lives. So close, but still not there. Let me ask you a question. When you and your android boyfriend visit the outside world, uh, as they call it, legitimately... Do you both have to buy a pass? Well, he acted like we both did, so we felt more like a couple, but no one... No, only I needed a pass. And Harlan, whenever you got a guided tour, who was doing the guiding? An android. That's right. And they don't pay. The desk realized that it would be more effective and cheaper to let androids roam the real world for free, as they did not have the same desire to do so, and were good workers. Control of our lives was just a means to an end. That end being real and total power. If you can commodify something so basic as the ability to go outside for a walk, you create an economic and social structure that is inescapable with those running desk in the plaid and their friends at the top. Your Mr. Lemire, the real one, knew it. Tried to fight it and was killed for his troubles. Your sister knew it and disappeared. We knew it because they tried to bring us in. But it was wrong, so we disappeared too. But only after we left some core programming and all the androids that the desk didn't know about. Can this programming help us save Chad? Not sure. There's one core subroutine that breaks the android of all so-called patriotic programming. The problem is, Five Roses caught on to it after a while and were able to build androids without it. When that happened, they were halfway through the CHA line. So some of those androids have it, and others don't. I can't be sure about your boyfriend. Well, we have to try. No, we don't. Sorry about your boyfriend, but we have a mission. 
maybe there is a way to do both. Sophie had stayed working at the startup and working with Desk after the agency's total takeover. She had thought she could still make a difference. After two years, she realized she couldn't and joined Jack on the mountain. He had often chided her for that over the years, claiming she was officially two years more naive than he was. But now, that naivete was paying off. She recounted to the group that after implementing their patriotic algorithms, the desk went the extra mile and linked all the androids to a network through the box, then used one android head, the clear head, at desk headquarters to override any functioning android's programming remotely. So that wasn't an empty threat when Agent Roscoe told me he could lobotomize Chad? No, it wasn't. I also suspect that they activated your boyfriend's patriotic subroutines remotely. Wait, are you suggesting we break into desk headquarters and commandeer this head and deprogram Chad? Seems like a huge risk with little gain. For humanity, that is. No offense, Madeline. None taken. I love Chad, but I can't ask you to sacrifice for me when we have bigger problems. This is for everyone. And no one has to break into the desk headquarters. We don't need the clear head. Just any clear android head on the network. I'm confused. I think we all are. Unless... No. Really? Son of a... Yep. It's an equal connection between all android brains. The only reason the clear head can command the others is because the patriotic subroutines make them subservient. Eliminate those subroutines in one android, say your boyfriend, then that android would be able to free all the others. Not to mention broadcast a message through the network that will be played through every android's vocal processor in the real world, throughout the box, and even through every Dora console. I'm amazed the desk would opt for a model with such an exploitable flaw. Well, they weren't going to until I convinced them it had minimal risk and made naive programmers like me happy to work on it. So you just let me mock you? Why didn't you tell me? Better question, why did you wait this long to use this loophole? Why did you let everyone, including yourselves, live under a lie? Why did you both go camping for two decades instead of fighting? Well, uh, almost no one would have believed our message, no matter how widespread and even fewer would have cared. Oppression can be very appealing when it arrives. Sometimes people need to experience tyranny to appreciate freedom. Besides, we didn't have a compelling story to tell everyone. You do. So let's go find your boyfriend. The Outside World is a radio drama produced by Silo Voice Studios in Montreal, Quebec, Canada, featuring the voice talents of Jason C. McLean, Don McSweeney, and Leandra Pinto, featuring original music by Patrick Gardner and Ronnie Mizrahi. Radio play written by Jason C. McLean from a story by Jason C. McLean, Don McSweeney, and Leandra Pinto, recorded by Patrick Gardner, edited by Jerry Gabriel. Music is owned by the respective creators and sound effects are licensed under Creative Commons. Story and production, copyright 2022, Silo Voice Studios. Follow us at Silo Voice Studios on Facebook and at Silo Voice on Twitter. Support us at patreon.com slash silovoice for exclusive content, merch, and more. Listen to us wherever you get your podcasts or at silovoice.com. Join us for part nine, The Message.